have you with And so, Heavenly Father, we thank you for this evening. I thank you for the gathering of your saints. I pray, O oh God, that Father, let this meeting, O oh God, add even on us. Let it help us to grow in you. Let this meeting cause us, O oh God, to draw closer to you and to walk, O oh God, even further with you, to go even deeper with you. Father, we pray that even as we have gathered here, O oh God, sweet Holy Spirit, be with us. Teach us that we may understand what you want us to get this evening. I pray for myself, O oh God, that strengthen me. Father, I pray, O oh God, that let self be taken out. Let, O oh God, everything that we seek to distract, O oh God, be reduced completely, taken out, that your spirit may dwell and your spirit may reign and your spirit will cause me to be an acceptable vessel for your use this evening. I thank you, Father. I give you praise. Father, do a mighty work in our midst. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Hallelujah. God bless you so we thank God for grace we thank God for his mercies we thank God for his love and kindness we met here about three days ago on Sunday or four days ago today is Wednesday and God has been good to us and has brought all of us back into his presence we want to turn our Bibles quickly to John chapter 4 this is a very popular um, of scripture on Sunday we talked about approaching God in truth so we want to continue not really continue but just add a little bit more to what we learned and want to read to um, portions of scripture two portions of scripture or two chapters all from the book of John John chapter 4 and then John chapter 8. So let's turn our Bibles, like I said, let's go to John chapter 4. And this is the story about Jesus and his encounter with the Samaritan woman. And it's a very popular scripture that we have preached and many of you have sure you've heard it before. But we want to read from verse 1 and before all the way to verse 1 all the way to 26. John chapter 4 verses and one all the way to 26 and I read the Pharisees heard that Jesus was gaining and baptizing more disciples than John although in fact it was not Jesus who baptized but his disciples when the Lord learned of this he left Judea and went back once more to Galilee now he had to go through Samaria so he came to a town in Samaria called Sika, near the plot of ground Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the well. It was about the sixth hour. When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, Will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone had gone into the town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, You are a Jew and I'm a, I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? 
for Jews do not associate with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Sir, the woman said, You have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob? Who gave us the well and drank from it himself, as he did, as did also his sons and his flocks and herds? Jesus answered, "Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty, will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I give him will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give him will become in him a spring of water." welling up to eternal life the woman said to him sir give me this water so that i won't get thirsty and have to keep coming here to draw water he told her go call your husband and come back i have no husband she replied jesus said to her you are right when you say you have no husband the fact is you have you have had five husbands and the man you now have is not your husband what you have just said is quite true sir the woman said i can see that you are a prophet our fathers worshiped on the i can see that you are a prophet our fathers worshiped on this mountain but you just claim that the place where we must worship in, is in jerusalem jesus declared believe me woman a time is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You Samaritans worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know, for salvation is from the Jews. Yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and truth, for they are the kind of worshippers the Father seeks. God is spirit and his worshipers must worship him in spirit and in truth. The woman said, I know that Messiah called Christ is coming. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. Verse 26. Then Jesus declared, I who speak to you am he. Amen. Amen. So this is a lengthy portion of scripture but i just want us to take a look and now we are not i I want us to focus on this story because it is a woman a samaritan woman and even from the very beginning you realize that this woman herself said that she wasn't supposed to be associating with even jews because she was a samaritan woman and this woman when she met Jesus, she had no idea about who Jesus was. So the Bible says that Jesus is the way, he's the truth, and he's the life. So she encountered truth. She encountered Jesus himself. When you read the same book of John, the first chapter, it says that Jesus full of grace and truth. Okay, so this, if you are just going to use this as a, a a, a way to understand what happens when people meet truth, 
when truth comes into their life when they have an encounter with truth and the effect that truth can have in a person's life and many a times because we have read the scripture many times we are often you see when you have read the story several times it is not like reading it for the first time or not knowing anything about it so you read it with a certain knowledge in your mind and you filter out a lot of things and so this evening i just want us to take a look at just as just imagine or take it that this woman or you are that person whether you are male or female you are that woman and you have met jesus and you don't know anything and we want to ask ourselves the things that the conversation that ensued is it a normal conversation you see is it something that you yourself you do is it something that i would do is this is it what would normally come out of people when they meet people they don't know or you would have done worse or you would have done better you see because when you know the story it's very easy to judge because you know the end from the beginning you know so when you know the end from the beginning you can always put in stuff but when you don't know anything you are doing the thing fresh you understand it it, it it helps you to not have a certain bias towards the story and that is what i want us to do so here is jesus sitting by the well and then he's there his disciples leaving and then somebody comes so this person comes and meets jesus he doesn't know who jesus is all he can tell is that jesus is a jew because he said it. not seeing him anywhere does not know it's so a complete stranger you are going to fetch your water you are going somewhere and then you meet a certain man and he's sitting by well 12 o'clock in the hot sun you understand because that is what the descriptor because this woman went at 12 when people don't usually go and many bible historians have said it because she had a very checkered history and she didn't want to go out when the women usually go out that is early in the morning or late and not late but later in the day when the sun has said but not at 12 noon but even in our culture when they send you to go and fetch water at 12 noon it's a problem many of you have not fetched water before but even if you are supposed to fetch water and they tell usually it's early in the morning because you need the water to do things in the morning in the house because that is when you need the water people to bath people to cook people to do this so you need it early in the morning and usually too it is less punishment because the sun is not up or later in the evening when you have come and the evening meal has to be done so but in the afternoon nobody fetches water so i'm just painting a picture so this woman gets there and then she meets jesus and the first thing that so let's just go so let's we are now at verse um, seven okay it says a woman of samaria came to draw water jesus said to her give me a drink give me a drink you know for his disciples had gone away in the city to buy food then the woman said to him how is it that you being a jew ask a drink for me a samaritan woman for it for jews have no dealings with samaritans is this a usual i mean i think this is a, something that somebody will say it's like you've met somebody and uh, they've told you they are from this these the people from this side you don't talk to them then somebody comes and says that then you say ah, but why are you talking you know that we are people we are not we are not supposed to talk or or guys are not supposed to talk to women or women are not supposed to talk it is not allowed 
Anasa, so there's nothing. I don't think the woman has done anything wrong. Anasa, my people will look at her and say that oh, the woman she's not spiritual. She's no, but that is what we do because we have already know who Jesus. The woman does not know Jesus. Yeah, Anasa, the woman does not know Jesus. The woman has never met Jesus before. The woman does not know Jesus from anywhere. You understand? So for you to say that the woman is not spiritual, Jesus is asking her for you know, all sorts of But this is what the woman. So I think that the woman was just being truthful and honest and having a conversation with somebody that she didn't know. Okay? And so it goes on to say that then Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water the woman said to him say you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep where then do you get that living water are you greater than our father jacob who gave us the well and drank from it himself as well as his sons and his livestock so here the woman continues and is not asking anything Untoward. I think this woman is a very frank woman. Yeah, I think this woman is a very straightforward woman. She doesn't beat about or mess about. I think she goes straight to the point. Or, why is everybody looking at mommy? I, I think she's a very straightforward woman. He says, ah, but you have nothing to draw with. How are you going to draw this thing? And give me to drink. It's a legitimate thing. See, but when we read it, it's like this woman is not spiritual. What is unspiritual about what the woman has said? It is a normal thing. She doesn't know Jesus from anywhere. But she has encountered truth. But she has not, she doesn't know. You understand? And now you are the truth. So, so one time when you meet things that the truth, you meet the, the thing that you really need, sometimes you don't know. And your responses may be as truthful and as genuine as you can be. You understand? And then she goes on to ask him that um, um, are you greater? You see, are you greater than our father Jacob who gave us the well and drank from it himself as well as his sons and his life? So are you greater than Jacob? Are you great? You see, once you meet somebody and the person tells you, I will give you living water. You understand? I will, I will, I will, I will, I will give you, I mean, live like water that will make you live. Won't you ask a question? You will not ask any question. You ask. You will not ask anything. Yes, you ask. I think that it is the normal thing to do. You said somebody say he met you, I said, I'll give you Fanta that you drink, you never taste again. I'll give you living Coke. <laughs> give you living Sobolo. It sounds funny, but this is what, I mean, you meet somebody by the well. You understand? It's, you start thinking. Is he with it? He's not with it. Is he? So you ask questions, isn't it? You ask questions. Okay. So let's go on. So Jesus answered and said, Whoever drinks this water will test again. But whoever drinks of the water I shall give him will never test again. But the water that I shall give him will come in him a fountain of water springing up for everlasting life. 
The woman said to him, Say, give me this water that I may not test nor come here to draw. Say, give me the water because I have issues. Every day I'm coming here. Every day I'm coming to fetch this water. Every time. If you give me this thing, I mean, it's a genuine thing. She had her own interest. You understand? She had, like, she wasn't thinking spiritual. It's like her daily, everyday activity. If somebody said that, I can I have something that will help you and you will never fail. Who said that, Charlie? My failures are many. Please give me so that I don't come and I'm stressing about exam. I don't come and I'm stressing about whether this thing will work, whether the business will work, whether the marriage will work, whether I think there's a genuine thing somebody will say. Because when you are, you are thinking about our lives and the things that go on in our lives you understand the things that are you see as i was reading this and god was just telling you see these are normal everyday things these are things that affect us and as jesus was speaking this woman was just bringing forth all these things which are normal which are genuine which are everyday things and normal things that affect it she wasn't being spiritual she wasn't even trying to be spiritual she wasn't connecting anything to the spiritual. She was just connecting it to her life. As she knew it. As she was living it. And the things around her. Do you understand what I'm saying? Okay. And then Jesus said, Go call your husband and come here. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, you have you have well said i have no husband for you have five husbands you have had five husbands and the one whom now you have is not your husband in that in that you spoke truly so with that with regards to that matter you have spoken truly this was a very truthful woman because when you meet somebody and they tell go and bring your boyfriend, say, who told they have a boyfriend? This man, pa. I mean, or she could have said that, okay, I'll go and bring my husband. When you, you see, the, you see she couldn't, she could have, she could have just told Jesus that, okay, I'll go and bring my husband. I thought, you go and bring a man, isn't it? Yeah, yeah but she told her, he's not my, I have a man, but I, I, he's not my husband. I don't have a husband. Such plainness and such truth. See, I don't, I don't have a husband. It wasn't because some of you say, "Eh, master, I'm quite sensitive. free me so." I mean, tell me. After you have met a man who has said you give you water that you not taste, and now he's going into your personal life to ask you, go and bring your husband. How many of you will say, with this history? You see, it's different from if you are not married and you've never had a boy, then you say that, oh, I don't have, I'm not, I don't, I'm not, I'm not married. You understand? But you have this history. And the person says that, go and bring your husband. Me, I won't take it kindly. Because you've had five. No one knows what happened to them, whether they died, whether they divorced you, whether you divorced them. I don't know the history. 
but for a woman to have five husbands in one lifetime is a lot and still and still be attractive enough to stay with a sixth man this is not a joke at all and this is a true story you see this is not a parable you see this is Jesus at the well talking to a woman if you meet that woman in heaven you have a lot to ask her she to have a lot to ask you either the woman said truthfully and this is what Jesus said that you have spoken truly you have spoken truthfully you have spoken truthfully shall, shall we go on and the woman said to him say I perceive that you are a prophet our fathers worshipped on this mountain and you Jews say that in Jerusalem that in Jerusalem is the place where one ought to worship so the woman then began to see something about Jesus and began to acknowledge you see Jesus didn't say I'm a prophet it was the woman who recognized something it was the woman who saw something it was the woman who got a certain understanding and he said I can perceive I can see I can up from the way we have been talking I can see that there's something you see a prophet could have said I can see you a teacher I can say I can see you a prophet there's something mystical because prophets are very mystical isn't it very mysterious isn't it don't speak in they say a lot of weird I can see that you're a prophet I can see that you're a prophet I can see that there's something heavenly and spiritual about you you see and then she goes on to start yes another truthful he said right me my worship life now it is confusing because i don't know you say we should worship we want to worship here you jews to say you have to worship in jerusalem me this whole thing this is i don't know this is where i am you understand but i can see that but then he says goes on are you following you are just reading the story Jesus said, woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will neither on this mountain or in Jerusalem Jerusalem worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We know what we worship for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour is coming and now is when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship him. God is spirit and those who worship him as worship him in spirit and truth. The woman said to him, I know that Messiah is coming, who is called Christ. When he comes, he will tell us all things. I I know that I don't know everything, but I know that there's someone coming. And he will clarify all the things that have ever bothered me concerning the worship of God, concerning everything. When he comes. And then Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. Then Jesus finally said, I am the Messiah. I am the one that you are waiting for. 
That is where we got to, isn't it? And then it says, at this point, verse 20, at this point, the disciples came and they marveled that he was talking with a woman. Yet no one said to him, What do you seek or why are you talking to her? The woman then left her water pot, went away into the city, and said to the men, Come, see a man who told me all the things I've ever I, that I ever did. Could this be the Christ? Then they came out of the city and came to him. We'll leave it there for now. So let's now go to John chapter 8. Four chapters down the line. And let us start from the verse number 31. Okay, so we are reading from, okay, because of time, let me just read and then we'll just follow. It says that, Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed in him. So when you read from 30, 30 says, he spoke these words. As he spoke these words, many believed in him. Okay, then in verse 31, then Jesus said to those Jews who believed, who believed him, if you abide in my way, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. They answered him, We are Abraham's descendants and have never been in bondage to anyone. How can you say you will be made free? Now, these are the Jews who they have had when you read that the, they say that Jesus spoke many things and they believed in him you see and Jesus is now telling them that if you become my disciples abide in my word you shall know the truth and the truth will set you free and these people are saying that we are the descendants of Abraham and have never been in bondage to anyone how can you say you will be made free. I think it's a legitimate question. They wanted to know certain things. Then Jesus goes on. 34. More surely I say to you, whoever commits sin is a slave to sin, of sin. And a slave does not abide in the house forever, but the son abides forever. Therefore, if the son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. I know that you are Abraham's descendants. Okay, Jesus, I know. But you seek to kill me because my words have no place in you i speak what i have seen with my father and you do what you have seen with your father they answered and said to him abraham is our father you see we are descendants of abraham abraham is our father still insisting jesus said to them if you were abraham's children you would not you would do the works of Abraham. But now you seek to kill me, a man who has told you the truth. See, I'm telling you truth. This same Jesus, see, I'm telling you the truth. But you, you want to kill me. And if Jesus says you want to kill him, indeed, you want to kill him. You understand? Yeah, Jesus said it. But these people are saying, no, we don't want to kill you. We are Abraham's children. We don't want to kill you. We are Abraham's children. 
and he said, like, we, don't, we don't want to kill you. You can compare these people who were Jews, who believed to the Samaritan, who was just on a wedding, who they said that, you, where is your husband? He said, I have no husband. Who Jesus said, you have truly, Jesus said, you want to kill him? He said, no, we don't want to kill him. Hey. Ah. Huh. Then they said to him, we were not born of fornication. We have one father, God. Our father is God. We are children of Abraham. We are descendants of Abraham. And our father, we have one father. Our father is God. We are very holy people. We have never been in bondage before. We are not slaves. We are very free. Very, very free people. Yeah, that's what they were saying. You understand? Yeah, and Jesus said, if you were, if God were your father, you would love me. For I proceeded forth and came from God. Nor have I come of myself, but he sent me. Why do you not understand my speech? Because you are not able to listen to my word. You are of your father, the devil. And the desires of your father, you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning. And does not stand in the truth. Because there is no truth in him. When he speaks, when he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources. For he is a liar and the father of it. But because I tell the truth, you do not believe me. Which of you convicts me of sin? And if I tell the truth, why do you not believe me? He who is of God hears God's words. Therefore you do not hear because you are not of God. Compare this to what Jesus said. He said, woman, truly you have spoken. But to these people, he said that you are the, the, the sons and daughters of the devil who is the father of lies. So he said, you are coming to me with lies. And when you open your mouth, it is lies that you are speaking. All that you are speaking is lies. You are telling me lies and you are telling yourself lies. Yeah. That's what Jesus is saying. We are not going into all the Nicholas. This one alone is a preaching. And we are just moving on. But I just want to make it. Jesus says, oh, you, are telling, you are telling me lies. Yeah. You are coming, you say you believe. I come and say you are descendant of you. I come and say, even when I'm telling you that you want to kill me, sort of saying that if it were the servant, they say it's true, I want to kill you, Jesus. But then they would say that, no. We don't want to kill you, Jesus. But in the end, they killed him. So, me, we don't want to kill you. Then the Jews answered and said to him, do we not say rightly that you are a Samaritan and have a demon? You see, so they are comparing Jesus. You see, there are two things. They compare Jesus to a Samaritan and to a demon. So it means in their eyes, a Samaritan is close to a demon, if not the same as a demon. That was how much hatred they had for Samaritans. That they compare Jesus to... If you say that you are 
we did not say you are a Ghanaian and a demon. Ghanaians, you've insulted us. That's what I'm saying. If you can put Ghanaian and demon in the same sentence, it's 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 a big it's a big thing. It's a big thing. You have to so imagine. So you see what the how the Jews saw the Samaritans. You see how the Jews saw the Samaritans, and there's a history behind it. But that one is not for now. Those of you who want to go and go and read about the history of how the Samaritans came to be. If you are Bible scholars and you are interested, these are the things you might when you go to Google and all the Google Samaritan for the day and read Bible history, church history, YouTube, funny clips, useless things. You want the funniest clip to use for your whatever status and what have you. Anyway, let's go on. You are a Samaritan and have a demon. That's what they told Jesus. Yeah. And Jesus answered, I do not have a demon. Now you are letting even Jesus say that I don't have a demon. <laughs> but I that Jesus is even defending. Jesus is defending this. I'm not a demon. I, but I honor my father. Then you dishonor me. And I do not speak my own, I do not seek my own glory. There's one who's, who seeks and judges. Most surely I say to you, if anyone keeps my words, he shall never see death. Compare this to if I give you this water, you will never test. Huh? If you, you will never die. But the woman said that, give me, even in her naivety. She said, give me. So I don't even come here. But the Jews, who, the ones who believed, they said, the Jews said to him, now we know that you have a demon. This statement you have made, now we are sure. The first one, we said it, it was a speculation. But this one, we are not, now we know that you, you have a demon. Now we know. We are very sure that you are demonic. Abraham is dead and the prophets. And you say, if anyone keeps my word, you shall never taste. Are you greater than our father Abraham who is dead? And the prophet, are you greater than our, our father Abraham who is dead? And the prophets are dead. Who do you make yourself out to be? You see, the woman also as he says that are you greater than our father Jacob? You understand? But you see, there's a way of asking a question. There's a way of wanting to know the intent behind what you want to say. There are genuine questions that we can ask God. And there are certain questions that are also challenges to God. They are not genuine. You don't want answers. You are throwing a challenge to God and you are challenging his authority and who he is. I hear. I sure. Did I go on? I shouldn't. Jesus said, if I honor myself, my honor is nothing. It is my father who I honor. 
of whom you say he is your God. The one you say is your God is my father. And the one I'm honoring. Yet you have not known him. But I know him. And if I say I do not know him. I shall be a liar like you. But I do know him. And keep his words. My, your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day. And he saw it and was glad. Jesus appeared and said, You are all lies. This thing, you are all lies. Then the Jews said to him, You are not yet 50 years old, and I've seen Abraham. And, and, and have you seen Abraham? Jesus said to them, Most surely I say to you, Before Abraham was, I am. I am that I am. Before Abraham, I am that I am. Then they took up stones <laughs> to throw at him. But Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple, going through the midst of them, and so passed by. Now, the reason why we have read these two passages of Scripture. You see, you see, they are almost similar. They are, they are almost similar. And even this verse, five, this verse 8 is even more elaborate with even more things. But you can see, the point I'm driving at is that, you see, the mere fact that you meet truth does not mean that the truth will change you. When you meet truth, there are many reactions to truth. There are many ways that people take truth. And that influences the outcome of your encounter with truth. Looking at the story, the Samaritan woman, she was not very religious. For somebody to have five husbands and living with somebody who's not a husband, I don't think she was even going to the church, I mean, you not even even going to fetch water was a problem. Yet alone going to worship, I mean, I'm just thinking out loud. But she had a certain genuineness and honesty about her. She had a certain, she, she didn't know everything. Her answers were very naive sometimes. Her answers did not really, they are just common things people will see. But there was a certain truth and a certain longing, a certain appreciation of what she was encountering. Just asking questions because she really wanted to know. And Jesus rightly said that you have spoken truthfully. There were many things you could have told her, said things. So many, so when you meet the truth, and even in your life, when somebody tells you the truth, how do you react? Just a human being telling you truth. Then imagine God actually standing in front to tell you true, true, true about yourself. Both what we see and what we do not see. Yeah. Yet these Jews who believed in Jesus when they encountered truth 
they met truth with lies. Because look, you see that that first thing Jesus told them that if you abide in me, you will be my disciples. Then you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you. It's not a, it's not as easy as that. It's not as easy as that. Even the people Jesus said that one to, when they encountered truth, they wanted to kill the truth. If you have ever read the book Final Quest by Eric Joyner, the very first chapter, you will see that in that book, it said in the vision that he had, when the people were shooting the arrows of truth towards the people that had been, the Christians that had been captured, those Christians that had backslidden and food, they rather became angry and started fighting or rather they started getting angry at the people that were trying to help them. The mere fact that you, you see, the fact that you sit in church and you hear truth and truth comes to you, it doesn't mean you are, you are going to be free. It doesn't mean you are going to be liberated. It doesn't mean that you are going to just come up. No, it doesn't. It is how you take the truth. It is how you approach the truth. Don't be all high and mighty and complex. We are the sons of Abraham. We are the western of Abraham. We are not born out of fornication. No. How, how do you approach the truth? With what simplicity do you approach the truth? How honest can you be when you meet the truth? How how do, do, do you have the capacity to accept? Sometimes you go to a friend and say, Oh, tell me the truth. What do you think about that? When they finish telling you, don't talk to the person for some time. Yeah. Because truth is it's very easy. Oh, I am the way the truth and but many people don't like the truth. Many people do not like the truth. And when we get to the truth, we will lie to ourselves. We will deflect it. We will tell ourselves stories as to who we are and that we are not that bad. That's what the people are doing. We are children of Abraham. God is our father. I'm bad, but not as bad as this. I'm not that good, but I'm also I'm also not that bad. Yeah. But there's a matter man say it's true. I have no husband. No. Say you have five this day. Say it's true. I no quality. You have spoken the truth. Five, even this one, I can see you a prophet. I can see you a man of God. I can see you are telling me the truth. I can, but even you see, and she was very plain. She said that even though I can see, I don't understand. Because the thing you say, you must worship here. Say, my, but I have hope that when the Messiah comes, I'm in expectation that when the Savior comes, He will come 
and he will come and tell me exactly what to do. He will come and he will come and show me what I need to do. Many of us we sit in church and we say that, oh, if God tells me, I'll do it. Oh, it's not me, because I don't know if God shows up, I'll do it. If they tell me the truth, I'll do it. I love God. You say all these sorts of things. But when truth comes, you, you pick stones. Say that we will kill this guy. We will kill him. He has a demon. He has a devil. This message is preaching against me. He's talking against me. He has heard something. He can't say it. He has turned it into preaching. He's turned it into a message. Oh, he said, oh, it sounded, but it's not, I'm not that bad. It's similar, but it's not like mine. Mine is a bit better than this one. Because Jesus told them that I am. see the reaction of this woman. Let's go back to the verse 4. He says that, you see, when the Messiah comes, verse, verse, verse 25, says, the woman said, I know that Messiah is coming, who is called Christ. When he comes, he will tell us all things. Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. This woman did not pick up stones. different reactions this woman she said she rather put her watering in verse 20 the woman left her water pot the thing that brought her out in the first place the reason for her coming to the world the thing that was preoccupying her life the thing she was most worried about. Because she was going to fetch water. Maybe she was going to cook. Maybe she was going to... There were things, important things for her to do. But she left that one. Just because she had realized that she had met the Christ. Just because she realized that she had met truth. It is not an ordinary reaction. Be overly harsh on the woman when you read the story. And she didn't know this, and she didn't know she was talking to you. You have read this thing from Sunday school, uh, so when you are reading it, you think that. I don't know. How many of you? How many of you would have been so brutally honest with this man, Jesus? How many? Jesus will come. Say that even now you have a boyfriend you are sleeping with. From Kwasi Asenfio. Man as Then you go. Now this is a very private and sensitive issue. Huh? Just tell you that even now you just came from watching porn. That's how they show me what
send the car 30 minutes that I'm sharing. I'm sharing it for three months. I've not watched it for three months. I just watched small. That man says it's true. So when she messes, she put the pot down and she ran into the city. And she said, Come and see. Come and see a man who has told me everything I've ever done. Come and see a man who can change your life also. Come and see a man. And then when they came, he said, and they convinced him to stay. When you read the scripture, it says she was passing through. your reaction you have been in church all this while what is your reaction when he just comes and tells you this what is your reaction are you as brutally honest as this woman or you play hide and seek with Jesus I just came to that, that, that's it. That, that's what I came to tell you. That it is so easy to see, but our reactions don't tell it. It is so easy to say, Oh, do this, I have done this, but our reactions. That is why many people don't have truth in them. Because to accept truth, must be brutally honest with yourself. To love truth, you yourself, you must be truthful to yourself. Otherwise, how can you receive truth when you don't love truth? How can truth and lies be in the same container? And Jesus said, he said, it's your problem. But I thought to show the people in Jesus, your problem is that you are full of lies. That's your problem. You approach me with lies. That's your problem. The difference between the woman, the Samaritan woman, Jesus said, you have spoken truly. And the Jews who said they believed, the difference how they approach the truth this one came with lies 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 and deflections and 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 and, and, and saying trying to take the thing away from what it truly is and using other things and justifying and questioning So there's nothing really even wrong with questioning. But some of you, the questions is not to know anything. It's not to know the truth. Your questioning is to challenge. Beside the question, man, I'm watching. They're asking a question so that you will see that Jesus doesn't know anything. 
So this evening, we have compared and contrasted. Receiving the truth. Getting close to the truth. By knowing that you yourself, by being honest when you go before him, by being truthful. We'll go into the nitty-gritties. They that worship my worship Jesus said, that's why Jesus said, now is the hour. Now. He was talking to the woman. He said, now. What you are doing is a very powerful thing, woman. Now. Now. At this moment, what is happening is true worship. It's you coming before the king of kings. Honestly, you don't need a mountain. You don't need Jerusalem. Now. Says the hour is coming and now as I stand here with you. Some of us, when you, because you are too spiritual, when you read this thing, you say, Oh, this woman, she wasn't spiritual, she was asking Jesus, she was, No, 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 no. The other people who thought they were so spiritual that they could, they could tell demons, they could identify demons, and they could even say Samaritans. And demons were the same. Those people, rather, who looked so religious, Jesus said they were liars, and the devil was their father. So this evening, as I end, I want to just ask: When truth comes, how do you react? Reaction being to truth all this while. Many of us, we are not free from a lot of things. The things we keep on struggling with. Because we, 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 we can't accept the truth. The truth hurts. Yes. And no one says it's going to be struggle free. Or pain free. But it works. Because Jesus said, with truth comes freedom. What is keeping you in bondage? What is worrying you? Spirit, soul, body. Truth. 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 That would be on our feet. We just want to pray to God. You see, I've come to realize a lot of things. That, look, life lived by only you.
your work with God is your work with God. And how your Christian life is, is as a result of what you have done. It's as a result of how you have reacted to the truth. It's as a result of how you have embraced it or refrained from it. The state of your life word has come. Look, it will meet a lot of resistance. Because many people have heard many things and they have battled with it and they have cut it down and they have reasoned it out until it has become nothing but a powerless kind of thought that is not even worth their time but if you can accept it as it is and you can be honest it will be the beginning of something wonderful the thing that would make you leave and hide and run out of the city so that people will not see you when you encounter truth and you are set free, that same thing will make you run back into the city and say that yes, menya, but most money, you to come and come and be free. I have my issues, but you have your issues. Because if the woman did not see, when you stand in the truth, we see that we all have fallen short of the glory of God. Why would a woman who is a Samaritan? Who feels like she's nothing run into the city and tell people to come and also get saved she like if you are the worst person would you go and tell somebody who you think is better than you to come and get saved but that is what truth does truth shows us our true state that we are nothing It's not because I'm the pastor or I'm the one preaching or have this word. I am nothing. Because I also struggle with the flesh. But I come to God every day and say, God, help me. stories later. I said, ah, but this person was in the church and he heard this and she heard this, all these things and they still managed to go and do this. Why? And they still continued in this lifestyle and they were so rebellious and disobedient. You say, why? There's nothing wrong 
truth. But it's the way we react to it. your friend and say that oh I wish I were he's getting it right or oh, he's that, or that Jesus I mean God told Cain if you do the right thing would you not also be accepted We are in a time when you must, I mean, you must be dead serious with God and dead serious with knowing Him. This wishy washy thing that is where you are, where you are. There is no way your life will be different from what you put in. Your work with Him, your strength you have with Him, your belief and your faith is with Him, it is as a result of how you have worked with Him and what you have put in. You are where you are because that is what you have put in. Where you are, because that is exactly where what you have put in will take you. Bible says, Do not be deceived, God is not mocked. Whatever a man sows, so he will reap. If you approach God with the wishing, what she attitude and lies and schemes and pretense and that is your life will turn out exactly where you don't want it to be. Being truthful does not mean that you are always doing the right thing. Even when you are doing the wrong thing, you can be truthful. God is not saying that come to me and come and tell me you are, he knows you are not holy, he knows you are not, he knows you are of the flesh. He knows your mind is not good. He knows your thoughts are not good. When you do things, even when you are doing it, and you have you have sometimes I'm doing something and it's like I'm doing it so that I can save my skin from something happening to me. I'm doing, even though it's a good thing I'm doing, in the back, I know that I'm doing it to protect myself against something. Or not to make me lose face. Or not to make me be embarrassed. Something. There's just that thing lingering in the background. And I say, God, how will I overcome these things? I am so wretched. Even when I'm doing good, Now we 
find the true worshippers must worship God in spirit and in truth. Jesus will say that to a Samaritan woman. He can say that to you also tonight. Let us be Christians. Let us stop trying to be Christians. Let us stop pretending to be and let us be Christians. that bad. Any man who thinks he's not that bad is bad. that we are seeing let it not just be about sad faces and sad countenances but let it be about an honest an honest breaking through an honest an honest interaction Breaking down of walls and barriers. May your name be glorified, sweet Jesus. May your name be glorified, sweet Jesus. May your name be glorified, sweet Jesus.
great business. Greatness beyond measure. Out of this little That has eluded us all this that we may experience the freedom that we so long for. Sweet visitations, change lives, sweet fragrances, perfumed lives. Spring. 